Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to First Things First, a podcast from First Shallow Water in Shallow Water, Texas, where we just have the opportunity to come together and talk to people that are a part of our town and our community to find out who they are and what is what God is doing in their lives. We are excited to get to visit with interesting people each week who just are those folks that you probably run into in the bleachers, you see them in the stores, you even park beside them in the sauna. So we are excited today to get to talk to one of our own. We get to visit today with Julie Batten. So welcome, Julie. We're excited you're here. Thank you. So if you have been around shallow water very long at all, then you are probably very familiar with Julie Batten and with her incredible family. Julie has been a part of the first shallow water staff for almost 20 years. So Julie, we are really excited to get to visit with you today. Let's start start off with you telling us a little bit about you and your family uh, and just a little bit of background. So what do we need to know about Julie Batten? Um, well, uh, and I don't like doing stuff like this, so this <laughs> yeah. is a stretch. <laughs> Julie is a servant-hearted, like if you know Julie at all, she serves um, well and she loves to support people in what they're doing. Um, but but she would prefer to be behind the scenes and not in front of the mic. So thanks yes, for getting for out. Because sure. we want to yeah. know you. We just, we want to know uh, about what makes you take. So first of all, just tell us about when you came to, to Shallow Art. Tell us about your family first, and then we'll dig into Shallow um, I'm married to Brian, and I have two kids, Ethan and Madison. And they're both in college and trying to get finished with their studies and, and on with their lives. And so, um, they're working and doing things like that, but they're on trying to find their way and trying to find what they, God's called them to do. So, um, uh, I grew up going to Cooper and, um, when Cooper was really small back yeah. then, but, <laughs> but, uh, and then, uh, my dad was a pastor at Slide Baptist for most of my years. And then, uh, we moved into Lubbock. Um, oh gosh, I don't know, but we moved into Lubbock and then I went to Coronado and that's when I met Brian and we were in Corral together, a, a choir program. And we met through that way and then got married and started our own lives. And so, um, I was, uh, got fortunate enough to start children's ministry at Redbud Baptist and they asked me to come on and join them and then uh, and then while I was there I got a call from the pastor that was here to come over here and and start the ministry over here so we've been here for a long time and we've uh, this church has been very just awesome to us they're just a great sense of peace and strength and and we've been through good times and bad times but um I can't imagine doing this anywhere else it's been a great blessing to serve with the people of shallow water so 
Well, and you've definitely been a huge blessing. Having had kids who went through the children's program here, I know the foundation that you laid in their life and, uh, lives, and I'm so grateful for that. So there's like 9 million things that you just said that I want to circle back and dig down a little bit uh, deeper. So I, let's talk about your kids for a second. So Ethan, um, he's blowing and going, and he's got um, things going on in his world. Um, and then Madison, they may not realize that Madison is one of our um, worship leaders. So yes. she sings, and then she's got a new job that she's kind of been doing around here. You yes. Tell them about that yeah, Ethan, uh, he's 25, or about to be 25. And he's on his pursuits to do counseling, something in the psychology realm. And so uh, he's so good at that. Yeah, so he's looking forward to that. And then uh, Madison is 22 and she is uh, she loves singing. She loves doing everything like that. But she wants to coach and teach. And so in high school. So she's pursuing that. And I think she'll do awesome in that. But she's also interning here at the church. So just trying to, you know, I love that she's around Christian people that mm-hmm. will mold her and guide her and yeah. just support her. Because being in college and teenagers, it's hard. Yeah. So you have yeah. to deal with a lot of things and trying to find out your your space. And I just, I'm thankful that she's around strong Christian people yeah. that can guide her and help her. Yeah. So, so last week when we, we were at the Right Now Media Conference, the staff got to go, which was an incredible thing. But you and I were talking about that because we both have kids that are in this adult stage of life. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to get easier. Yeah, it's but, not. <laughs> but it doesn't get easier. Talk, can you talk yeah. a little bit about just what is what is like parenting yeah. young adults as opposed to when they were little and we could yeah. control them? Yes, that's the main <laughs> thing is your control is not there anymore. And you don't want it to be. You want it to be. You want to have them find their way, yeah. but you're still kind of taking care of their bills a little bit and kind of <laughs> supporting them some, but um, they're trying to find their path and and I'm, I'm thankful that they are, but it's hard as a parent to step back and kind of let them guide themselves. And, yeah. and it's hard, but um, but you know God's with them, and you know that He has a plan for each one of them, and they're gonna they're gonna find their way. Yeah. So yeah, but it and, is hard. And that's the thing, you know, that I know that's been hard with me and my boys is allowing them to have space to come mm-hmm. into adulthood with their faith. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom? No, I wish I did. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, Ethan is my oldest, of course, but, you know, I would love for him to be out here and be at, you know, First Baptist Church. He loves this church. He just, you know, he wanted to find his own thing and he attends South Crest right now. But, but, you know, it's just having him, okay, you know, I was like, you can come out here, you can come do things, you know, and he loves it, but he, he wanted to find his own thing. And so, and I love that as long as, they're pursuing the Lord and they're staying in their faith. That's what we want. So, yeah. yeah, But one of the things that we heard at the conference last week that really spoke to me, I think we're going to even talk about this more in the future is, you know, building people who are resilient disciples and how we really want our kids to get to a place where they are resilient, you know, and that they own their own faith. But I got to say this parenting (laughs) kids is, it's not my well, it is my favorite stage in some yeah. ways. You know, every stage is great, but wow. It's just different. It's yeah. different. It's, it's, it's different. harder. I yes. liked it better when I was yeah. in control. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. 
Um, one of the phrases that you mentioned was that idea. You said that um, in your role here, and I want to talk about a couple of different things here, that um, the people here had brought you a sense of peace and strength. But Julie, if, if somebody asked me two words to describe you, those are words I would use to describe you because you do bring this sense of peace into environments and strength. And so I think I'd be remiss not to just pause right there and say that on behalf of everybody that's had kids come through our program, you know, you definitely, I'm glad that you feel like you've received some of that, but you have certainly given that to others as well. Cause as you said, it's not always easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ministry is not always easy. Yes, Church work is for not sure. always easy. Yes. But, yes. Um, well, thank you. And I, I feel that, but I think when God calls you to do something and you're scared to do it and you're afraid and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I think God gives you that peace to, to let you know, you don't have to do it. I'm going to be there beside you, guiding yeah. you and leading you. And, and you just have to take that step of faith and just trust him. And yeah. so I would say that for everybody, I'm not a a dynamic speaker, I don't feel like, but I feel like I love the Lord and I want kids to know the Lord and I want parents to know how to, you know, guide their kids to know the Lord. And so that's my heart. And I hope that I can be a little part of that. So in some way, so. Well, I would say that, that you definitely are. So when you felt that call to go into ministry and, and when you went to Redbud, tell us a little bit about what that was like. I mean, how did you know God was leading you in that direction? Um, we attended Redbud for about um, three or four years. And I, uh, me and Brian, you know, I kind of let him lead that. I, I'm, I, I kind of take the lead in some things, but I wanted him to feel comfortable um, just what, church he felt comfortable with mm-hmm. and he loves the older yeah, people and Redbud is a, is an older crowd and yeah. he he just had a heart for those older um the older crowd and so he loved it and he you know we felt a, a place there and they loved on us and uh so when we were there they didn't really have a children's pastor or anything like that and so um I was helping teaching kids and doing that because my kids were you know, growing up and being back there. And so the pastor that they had at the time called me up and said, I, you know, really feel like you might need to start children's stuff here. And I was kind of taken back and I thought, (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do that. Or, you know, I don't know if I'm qualified or if I can. And, and he just said, why don't you pray about it? And you, you know, we'll talk about it. So I did. And I just felt a sense of, you know, I, I know it was the Lord talking to me and I don't know people ask that all the time. How do you know it's the Lord? And, mm-hmm. and I just, I knew that it was him saying, I don't have to do it, but I'm going to do it through you. Yeah. You don't have to do yeah. it, but I'm going to do it through you and you have to trust me. And so I said, okay. And then we started kids church at Red Bud and different things we added there. And then it was a couple years later and then shallow water called me to come out here. But He's just been, it's been a whirlwind of time, but I feel like God's led every part of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very thankful for that, that he's continued to use me and and guide me where he wants me to be. But um, anyways, but I 
it was a calling from him. I really felt like that he was saying, you know, you don't have to do it. You just yeah. have to trust me that I'll work through you. And so, yeah, because sometimes we think I've got to be prepared before I can do right. what God has right. me to do. But a lot of times he calls us to do yes. and then he prepares then he gets in response ready. to our obedience. Right? right. And so I think of that verse, you know, it's God who arms me with strength and mm-hmm. I can be a little too independent. Some, mm-hmm. I may be the opposite of you in some ways <laughs> in that I can get to blasting and, and having too much confidence in myself, um, which is a huge disaster because I, I, I can't do anything by myself, you know? Um, so just recognizing that it, if he calls us, he's going to equip us in that. And mm-hmm. he is, you know, we, I certainly see evidence of that in, in the way your ministry has just evolved over time and, and the impact that you've had on others. Now you said something else. And so I don't know if this is a good question or a bad question, but what was it like being a pastor's kid? Cause that's its own unique testimony. Yeah, it is. And it is hard. You're kind of a you live in a glass house and you have to, you know, be real careful what you do. And I think it's a little different now because, uh, I think people are more understanding that pastors are, you know, the same too. And they go through struggles just like everybody else. And when I was growing up, you had to, you know, it was, it was kind of hard because you, you had to be careful what you say. You had to be real cautious about who your friends were, who you hung out with, who, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And nothing was told to you about that. It just, it was what the perception, you know, was. But yeah. um, but we went through hard struggles, you know, all churches do. And, you know, uh, there was a dividing of the church and stuff like that. But, you know, just different things that I had to see and go through. And it grew my faith in a way that was good and bad, but you had to struggle through it and get through it and trust that God had a plan yeah. and he was going to get you through that, yeah. that difficult time. So, but it was, I, my parents are Christian parents. They're loving and, and they've guided me to be who I am today. And I'm very thankful for them. But mm. so, so do you think, <clears throat> you know, living in that, like you said, glass house, do you think that's kind of changed how you sometimes feel about being vulnerable sometimes. Probably, I would think it would make me. Yes, uh-huh. probably. I think it makes me be more, uh, just kind of be cautious of, you know, how much I share or yeah. what I'm going to, you know, be vulnerable with. But, um, I think God pushes me all the time to step out there and to do the things that I'm not comfortable with. And like podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And I do, I'm thankful for that in ways, but my personality is not like that, but, yeah. um, but I know it grows me and I know that, that God is wanting to do that. He's yeah. wanting to grow you spiritually and mentally and, you know, all that stuff. So yeah. it's good for you to do those things. It is. And I hate, I remember the first time that vulnerable started being kind of a vogue word. You know, I remember we had a boss that told me that you just need to be vulnerable. And actually she slammed her hand down on the table and she said, and I was like, well, I'm not feeling very safe being vulnerable <laughs> yeah. right now. But, you know, thinking specifically about our faith walk, having mm-hmm. the ability to be vulnerable is, is kind of necessary, mm-hmm. but man, 
is so hard sometimes. Yeah. Especially if we do have that sense that, you know, we've got to live in these glass houses. But, you know, you think about why the world sometimes gets frustrated with Christians. And one of the words you hear all the time is, well, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we walk that line between not wanting to be hypocrites and not wanting to lay it all out there, Mm -hmm. but needing to lay it all out there in order to realize that It'll None touch us, someone else yeah. if, you, if you say your faith story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, every single one of these podcasts, when I listen to them, I'm like, oh, I've known that person for, you know, all my life. Some of them, some of them, you know, 20 years of my life. And every time I learn something new about God by listening to people's stories. So, yeah. um, but I know that being a pastor's kid has its own little things with it. Um so all of that, and you mentioned high school sweethearts too. So you and well, I we'd didn't know started that about y'all. We'd started dating after high school, but we knew each other in high school. Yeah, but we and, started dating in college. Yeah. And I also didn't know. So I knew that Brian sang and he plays mm-hmm. instruments. I didn't know that you were. A singer. I sing a little bit, yeah, but I don't. I don't like to do it in front of everybody. You, you don't want to bust out. <laughs> yes, right no. Here on the podcast, yeah. we could turn this but, into yeah. a musical podcast. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's where we started. Was in. A high school corral. Really? So yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I learned something new about you. I didn't even know about Yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just talk a little bit and you've kind of branched into some of these things, but I want to dig deeper into it. So we know a little bit about who you are and where you come from. How did you come to faith in Christ? What was that part of your life like? Uh, like I said, I grew up in church and we were always there when the doors were open. We were there, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, all yeah. the stuff, meetings, whatever. And um, I got saved when I was six years old. And, um, you know, it was real to me. I remember going down and I really felt that that call on my heart that I wanted Jesus in my life. But it really didn't come into really, um, you know, strong sense until I was in college, probably. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like it was my relationship and I needed to work towards that and not, not work, but just have a sense of who he was and to get deeper in the, you know, studying my Bible and, mm-hmm. and kind of get closer to him in that sense. Yeah. But it was kind of where I needed to take those steps to do it. You yeah. Know? But, yeah. Well, we know <laughs> we're not saved by our works, but there is reference to working out our salvation. You know, it is, yes. it is a process. So, um, Remind me where you went to college? Uh, West Texas A&M. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, but we like you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you were going through college and, and uh, kind of finding Christ for your own, what were some of the things that helped you grow in that phase of your life? I went to college just a semester or two, and then me and Brian got married And then um, we started having kids. And so, um, and then I stayed at home for a long time and then started running a KDO. uh, When I was at Redbud, we started that and then started the kids stuff and then a KDO at Melanie Park Baptist. I worked there. Mm -hmm. So um, it was, I think just, you know, once you have kids and you're in that realm, you start wanting that faith for them and then you start building that for them to have it, you know, but um just really finding out who you are as a person and, um, you know, not doing it for anybody else, but what you feel like God wants you to do and wanting to find that for your own self, a relationship with him. So, but yeah. And you mentioned that, um, you know, it was in college when it became real for you. So what, what was that like? You know, the, 
what let you know that it was real? I think just trying to figure out who you are and, um, you know, you start studying the word more, you start going to church and it becomes more real to you that Mm -hmm. it's your relationship with him and it's your growth and you've got to, uh, make that real in your own life. And, um, I didn't do it, you know, when you're little, you're kind of there because your parents are taking you or yeah. you're there because, you know, you have to be or whatever. But when you're older, it's like you you get to choose to be there and you choose to dive into the word and get stronger in your faith because you want it. And right. so it's just that I think it was just a gradual thing that I wanted for myself to make me stronger. And, um, you know, God was there to do that. So, yeah. 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 So was Brian at West Texas A&M too? Or no, were y'all was in just separate me. towns at that yes. point? He was going to Tech and then I was at West Texas A&M. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of long distanced for a little bit. And then um, I wasn't there very long and then I uh, came back and we got married and, and then life kind of started after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and when you start growing a family, you know, yes. that really does change the yes, dynamic it does. of everything <laughs> a lot. Yes. Yes. Um, so thinking through times since then, you know, since your faith kind of became your own and you really knew who you were in Christ, can you think of some times that God just really stretched you and your faith really grew since then? Um, probably when I started uh, being in the ministry, that's probably when my faith just grew as far as trusting in the Lord and him guiding you and not, um, relying on yourself, Mm -hmm. but, um, relying on him to give you the tools that you need to, uh, to teach people about the Lord and, Mm -hmm. and continue to learn about him so you can teach others. But, um, really just that time of, of letting him lead you instead of you leading yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, we, we have these phases where we're surrounded by people who help us grow and become strong. And then there's times when we're in situations, either good situations or bad situations. And, and those help us come to know Christ in, in a new way. Can you think of one of those that, um, you know, as you reflect back on your life that, um, God spoke to you in a whole new, different kind of way about his personal relationship with you? There wasn't anything um, that I can remember bad or um, anything that happened that was like that. Uh, So uh, when I growing up in a church, you know, there's always uh, church things that you see Mm. and and divisive people and people that make it hard to, you know, you think you're supposed to be acting like a Christian and you're not, you know, stuff like that that I saw growing up. But um, I think it just made me know that church people are, are people too. And it's not, no one's perfect and nobody, you know, has it all figured out, but we all have to trust and know that the Lord is with us and that he's guiding us. And, and, you know, you have to love the, the people that probably aren't so lovely sometimes, but you have to love them too. And and it's hard to do that, but you have to get through those times that are kind of challenging. Yeah. 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 Well, and certainly even in our church, you know, like you said, 
there is no church that's perfect because mm-hmm. we're yes, filled sure. with imperfect people. Yes. Um, but you know, being on staff in a church that has gone through some mm-hmm. really hard times, yes. but then it's also getting to see some really beautiful things mm-hmm. on the other side of that. What were some of the things that, um, God taught you through that time period of mm-hmm. sticking perseverance, you know, and perseverance yeah. is a part of that and, and dealing with some of the ugly human stuff when we're in this business of, of trying to become godly. What were some of your big lessons through that time period? Um, it was hard. I mean, I think that, um, you, you do want to quit sometimes and you do want to say, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And in all jobs, I think you deal with that. You know, there's things that happen. You think, Oh, I just don't want to do that anymore. But I think, you know, that's when you and God have to have those times where he's like, no, you know, I want you to be here and I want you're here for a purpose. And, and I felt like that's what he was telling me as far as being here and, um, and to just getting through. And it grew me more in a way of just trusting him more and trusting that I didn't have it all figured out. I didn't have the answers, but I knew he did. And I was going to trust him through, through those hard times. So, but, well, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, that, that, you stuck it out and, and you persevered in times when it's hard. And, and I think what you said is so true. That's not just true in church work, right? I mean, everybody in their work environments mm-hmm. has those times where it's just hard. Yeah. So what are some of the things or some of the ways maybe that, that God helps us persevere? You mentioned, of course, leaning on him. Are there some specific things that you did or you've seen others do that help you do a better job of that? Yeah, I think just staying in the word. I think just staying close to him and and talking to other people that you know are are guides and mentors that you can rely on to get you through those times that are hard. And, you know, I think he puts those people in our lives because typically if you're going through a hard time, there's somebody you can lean on to talk through something and then they can get you through you know, to the next phase or whatever, but, um, but really leaning on the people around you to help you and guide you through those hard times is, is real important. Yeah. 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 Well, you definitely going back to those words, peace and strength, you know, I could definitely see peace and strength in you as, as we went through a hard time and, and, you know, now we're getting to see some of the, the beauty of coming through that hard time and, you know, some, things changed and, um, some things have evolved. Um, but what are some of the things that you're excited about right now? Um, now that we are in kind of a a new season, what are some things that are going on maybe in the children's ministry and our church in general that, that help you see that God sustained us through? Yes. I just think, I feel like, uh, you know, all the families that have been coming and kids that have been coming, I feel like they are hungry for just, um, getting in God's word and they're hungry for leadership and they're hungry for, um, a sense of community Mm -hmm. and a sense of just, uh, building that up with their own kids, but also in their own lives. I think they're wanting that. And, and I feel like our church is good about making those things happen with life groups, with grow groups, with, Mm -hmm. you know, all the different ways you can get connected. And I'm not a, um, I'm in the background type of girl, but, um, but, um, I've seen God grow me through different groups that I've been in and through here, through at this church. And, mm-hmm. and it's just a way that, you know, any kind of little avenue you can to, to grow your faith, that's what you need to do. So, yeah. 
but yeah. Yeah. Is it hard um, for you sometimes because you are always with our kids? I mean, you are in your servant heart on that is incredible because if we have echo, if we have any special events, you are always back there with the kids. So, and, and a lot of your, um, coworkers, you know, the people that you support back there, that's true for them too. Mm -hmm. And I even remember Mm -hmm. a season of that in my own life when I was working with the children, I was working with the youth and I wasn't engaged with the adults because I was always with the short people. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you fill your bucket as you are serving in those roles? It can be hard at times, and there's different seasons that it's harder than others. But um, um, I don't know. You know, I think it's God that does that. You know, He kind of guides me and lets me get refreshed at different times. Even, you know, we went to the Right Now Media mm-hmm. Conference, and that was a time that I think all of us got recharged and refreshed, and I'm thankful that we get to do that as a staff and yeah. um, because it does help to be away and to kind of get your, your cup filled. And, um, you know, I have summers where we don't have kids church mm-hmm. and there there's times when I think parents don't understand that always, but there's different aspects of why that's important. But yeah. I love kids to be in the service. Yeah. And I remember, you know, as a little kid seeing my parents worship or seeing, you know, people passing the offering plates or whatever it was and the pastor speaking about something and you don't hear it all, but it it's good for kids to be in service and to see other adults worship. And it's a teaching yeah. tool too, but that's kind of a way I get refreshed is, is um, being in there with my family. And, and so I'm thankful we get to do that in yeah. during during different breaks. But yeah. And, and I think that's so important. I'm really glad you said that for two reasons. One we do always want you to be refilling your bucket, Josh, to be refilling, you know, all of us in ministry, we, we can only lead if we, it makes me think of, you know, when you're on the airplane and they say, put on your oxygen mask before you put it on the children. So on one hand, it's, I think those moments are really important for personal growth of, Mm -hmm. of you and, and those that work with you in those programs. But then I think it's so important for parents to know that it's really purposeful that we want kids in, um, the church service, because that's where you learn about church service, right? So, you know, if I'm going to give swimming lessons, I don't put you in the bleachers and talk to you about it. I put you in the pool. (laughs) And so I I think that is really great for us just to remember that, um, you know, the time that you as a children's minister or Josh as a youth minister have with kids is Mm -hmm. nothing compared to the amount of time that, um, parents have yes, yes, and that parents right. really are the first line defense mm-hmm, in right. helping our kids be disciples and, mm-hmm. and being discipled. Yeah. Um, so, so thanks for reminding us that, that those kinds of things are, are also purposeful. Um, so seeing the new family, seeing the kids, um, we've had lots of baptisms yes, and in that's the past been amazing. Year. Yes, yeah. yes. So what are you seeing in the lives of our kids right now that's just kind of leading to that that um, openness? I think um, I think they're just uh, you know as a kid, I think you um, you want that love and that acceptance and that um, just. Uh, probably a sense of peace and strength too. Yeah. And, and kids are dealing with so many things right now that, you know, um, that probably we didn't have to deal with as far as phones mm-hmm. and yeah. media and social media and all that stuff. And yeah. so I think they just, 
I think they see that they need more, mm-hmm. you know, they need something in their lives that they can hold on to and, and they, something that can guide them. And so, um, for me, when a kid comes to me and talks to me, it's really just telling them that, you know, God loves them where they're at and that, yeah. you know, he's going to be with them forever. He's never going to leave them yeah. and, and just making them understand what that's all about as far as accepting him in their heart and then baptism and how important that is. But, um, but having a relationship with him that will sustain yeah. forever, yeah. you know? Yeah. But. Cause humans, not just kids, we're all searching for something. Yes. Right? We're yeah. all constantly searching and we will find something. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what is it that they're going to find? That's and so right. hoping that that is God is, is, is a huge thing. And I think we're definitely seeing evidence of that. The, the baptisms, it just excites me how many yes. Sundays we're, we're filling up the tank. Me too, yeah. <laughs> That's good, good stuff. So thinking personally back to you, what do you think God is teaching you right now in this season of your life? Um, probably, uh, you know, I keep saying, you know, uh, letting him lead, but, and that's a thing you have to learn your whole life. And I still try to, try to, uh, learn that, but letting control, not controlling my, you know, my grown kids and my adult kids, but letting them kind of find their way. And it's hard to do that, but, um, and kind of taking, you know, just that step back of saying, God, I don't want to do it all. I don't want to be in charge. I want you to lead. And I want to be the back end to say, I'm here whenever you need me. And I'm going to let you lead my life. But that's the main thing that I, I have to work on that every day. Cause I'm very, I'm not an out there person. Like I don't like to be in front of other people, but I do like to have my routine and yeah. I like to have my control over every little thing. Yeah. So that's, that's hard to let him kind of say, no, you're going to do this now. And you're going to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Just continue to let him lead and step back when I need to step back yeah. and, and kind of rely on his strength. So. And there's so much freedom in that. Yes. Why do you think it is? Because, yeah. man, I am the worst about it, and I'm yeah. really working on it. So y'all can always, <laughs> if you're listening, you can always call me out on it yeah. if I'm not doing a good job of that. Because, uh, man, I can. My secretary gave me a pen one time that said, lead, follow, or get out of the way. Oh. And that's kind of how I do. Yeah. Um, and that's not godly. You yeah. know, I need to be following. Just follow, well, follow. Yeah. And there's freedom in that. Yes. Why do you think we resist that freedom and make it so much harder on yeah. ourselves? I think people will nowadays I think so too we're so busy and we're running from one thing to the next that we you know we're handling this and then we're doing this and then we're handling this instead of stepping back and saying wait why am I running like a crazy person everywhere I need to just step back and let God lead me to do the important things whatever that might be but not run and do everything that I want to do and step back and only do the important things and let him lead through that but yeah, because yeah. every good idea isn't necessarily a good thing. Right, right. And, and I'm really learning that and, yes. and struggling with that too. Um, but too. <laughs> I wish that I wasn't so bad about resisting the freedom mm-hmm. of yep. letting him lead, right. you know, in the in the dance. Yes. I, I'm real bad about yes. trying to lead. <laughs> and then I just end up making a huge mess of it. Um, so the, the freedom of following is a huge thing. And I think we can all... <laughs> get better. I don't think you and I are the only two people in the church yeah. that, that struggle with that. If we were to have a control group 
you know, of controllers anonymous, I I don't think we'd be the only people, probably lots of people would be juggling to try to be the leader of of that group and and control it. Um, but we do know that there is such freedom in, um, following. Right. So from your standpoint as children's minister and thinking about your hope and desire that the kids find the things that you have found in your journey, that God's real and that he wants personal relationship with us and that we can trust him, that he strengthens us. Um, If you were given a message to the tens of tens of parents, as Brad likes to say, that are listening to this podcast and they are helping their kids discover who God is, what are some of the things that you wish that you could say to parents about helping them disciple their children? I think that um, I I tell my teachers this too, but we want every kid to feel loved and accepted and encouraged. And so as parents, I think we need to do that too. And you think, well, of course Mm -hmm. I love my kids, but I think oftentimes as parents, you, um, you know, you want them to be perfect. You want them to be who you want them to be. And oftentimes you have to step back and just love them who they are, and then also accept them and encourage them and guide them. I mean, we're, you know, we're supposed to guide them in the right way, but, um, you know, not everybody's an athlete, not everybody's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, going to get straight A's all the time. And it's just, it's loving them through those times that are hard when they don't make the team or when they get a bad grade or whatever, you know, their world is not over that it's just that time that you can guide them through mm-hmm. that in love and accept them and encourage them. And, um, you know, when my kids were little, it just seemed like we were rushing, rushing, rushing oh, to the next, the to the next thing. And, and so it's just taking that breather and to know we don't have to do all the things, you know, what are the things that makes us happy as a family or that makes our kids happy mm-hmm. and focus on those things that are important and then have God be the number one mm-hmm. follower church and, you know, making those be the priority and then the fun stuff, you don't have to do it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, you just said so many things that are just so (laughs) wise that I know that I look back and I think on, you know, some of the things I wish I had done differently. Um, and you just hit on pretty much all of them. You know, we say in shallow water where pride runs deep. And one of the things we're probably most proud of is our kids. Um, but I loved what you said about, um, how we just got to love them Mm -hmm. unconditionally and not try to turn them into something that, you know, we're, we're making all of our kids have the same Mm -hmm. standard. You know, my boys were good boys. They were smart kids. You know, they were pretty well behaved. Um, but sometimes I regret that I, maybe had a standard that was too high. And instead of saying, Oh my gosh, that was so good. I feel like a lot of times I was like, how could you have been better? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that's something that, that you see a lot that we kind of have that? Well, that was fine, but yeah, you need to do more. Yeah. 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 And I think that's where, you know, you all statistics and all that stuff, our kids and youth are dealing with anxiety and with depression and all that because, our expectations are so, you know, unattainable sometimes. And it's not, we want our kids to be, to excel and to do the things that they need to do to be great. But, um, but we also have to step back and say, how can I 
push them, but how can I love yeah. them through it too and yeah. not push too hard where there it's, you know, it's, it's hard for them to, to even attain it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me back to God, our father mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way he loves us, you know, and even going back to, he doesn't, what we said earlier about, we don't have to be prepared for him to call us. We just have to be prepared to respond when he does and he'll equip us. Yeah. Um, but I think about his unconditional love for us. Um, and he doesn't always, he doesn't approach us from the, well, that was good, but you need to be better kind of standpoint. You know, he loves us and he's always growing us and he has high standards for us, Mm -hmm. but he also gets it that we're not God. Yeah. (laughs) We're not perfect. We're not perfect. And our kids aren't either. And I I love too what you said about, um, the busy, 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 Mm -hmm. because we are always so busy. Yeah. And one of the things we were even just talking about this this week in the staff meeting that, um, you know, used to Wednesdays, no other event touched them. And certainly on Sundays, there weren't other events. But we see our kids and our youth being pulled more and more. So in a culture where the world is trying to insert a lot more into those times that we're kind of, and I'm doing air quotes here, (laughs) you know, church days, um, how do parents help their kids grow in Christ when the world is really jockeying for all that time? You have any words of wisdom? I think just making it a priority. I mean, and the devil is going to seep into everything that we do and he's going to, he's going to make his way to get you away from church and to get you away from godly people and to get you away. And you have to set as a family and to set your standards and say, no, we're, we're going to be around that on Sundays and Wednesdays or whenever, you know, uh, you can, but, um, just making it a priority and, not being too busy where that is on the back burner yeah. is the main thing. Yeah. And, and, and it can get out of hand before you know it, but oh, just so taking a step back. And there's been a lot of families that they've been doing all the things and then they realize, okay, why are we mm-hmm. doing all this? And, and just focusing on, you know, one or two things or whatever for each kid. And I know when you have multiple kids, it's hard, but, um, but just realizing that we're going to put church and God in number one in our family and all the other stuff is going to be extra, you know? Yeah. And if he's not number one in our family, the rest, nothing else is going to work. work. That's right. Yeah. So that is so important, not just for our kids, but certainly for our kids, but also for our parents. You know, I really do think that two tools that Satan uses to his advantage are business, busyness and distraction. Mm -hmm. And if he can keep us from being here, if he can give us lots of reasons not to be in life groups or grow groups or have our kids in kids church, you know, um, and he's winning. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. battle for our families is is too big. Um, again, going back to some of the things we talked about at the Right Now Media Con- Conference. But, you know, the future generations mm-hmm. um, are going to struggle if we don't begin to do something different. And how we're That's discipling right. them. And that all mm-hmm. starts at home, doesn't That's it? That's right. And That's starts right. with adults growing mm-hmm. in God so that they can help their their children growing right. him mm-hmm. that that's all just such good information and you know I hope that as families and as this spiritual family that we really do all recognize the value of pouring into our kids but um creating space 
for them to really come to know God. And, and we have to do that first. If we're going to point the way, we have to know him mm. first. You know, Julie, you've got lots of great ministries that happen during a week. So as we kind of wrap up our time together, what are some of the things that um, happen in just a typical week at church that people should know and, and have their kids involved in? What are some of the regular um, things you've got going? On Sunday mornings, uh, they do grow groups for all ages at 920 is when we kind of meet 920, 930. And uh, they, we go through more of a deeper sense of uh, the Bible, and they kind of get discipled a little bit more during those grow groups, and that's kind of our Sunday school time, is what mm-hmm. I used to call it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I think um, some of us will always yes. call it that. <laughs> yes, but um, and that's such a great time too. And if you if you haven't tried that time yet, it's it's very important for your kids to come to grow groups yeah. because that's a time when they're around their friends and they can ask questions and they can, you know, get a deeper sense of what the Bible says. And, and our teachers are great in how they yeah. prepare and they, they do things for the kids. And I, I just, I, I want to invite you to come cause it's very important for your kids to be in that early, that early hour. Yeah. And then also uh, kids church is during the service time at 1030 and it's for K through third. And um, when I first came here, we had it through the whole, it was K, uh, kindergarten through six, but mm-hmm. we kind of decreased it a little bit because you can do more, you know, yeah. and you can do more with a, just a more contained group. And, and it's, um, uh, and then our older kids, we like them to be in church. They yeah. can learn more with watching parents and adults and, and stuff like that. So we do kids church and kids church is very important too. You know, I, I said it earlier about kids being in church. That's important, but kids church is just gets them on their level and they memorize verses and we do games and everything around whatever the lesson is for that yeah, day. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it really has them grow in a way that they couldn't, if they were, you know, just uh, coloring a page yeah, or doing something yeah. like that, they can really be interactive in the in the service. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then Wednesday nights we do um, mission emphasis, but it's team kids is what we use. But um, and that's a time that they they memorize verses, they get in the Bible, but um, but they do talk about missions a little bit more on Wednesdays. Yeah. So. But it's if you haven't tried it, please come and try it, and we would yeah. love to have anybody come. So, yeah. but um, but it's a great way for your kids to grow in their faith because they're not going to know what it's about or, you know, anything like that if they don't continue to search it and grow yeah. and kind of get stronger. So yeah, it, when we in fact at right now we keep mentioning right now conference is so fresh in my brain, but they had us in this huge auditorium of thousands of people raise your hand if you were, if you became a Christian before the age of, I don't remember, like 17, was it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it that? I can't remember. Um, but most of us did, right? Mm -hmm. We know this is the window of opportunity. And so parents that are listening, you know, we want your kids to be involved and engaged because this is where the foundation is laid. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a huge time of development in the lives of our kids. And we want to walk alongside you as you're helping your children grow. If you want more information about any of the programming, all of that's on the website. Uh, we invite you to check that out at firstshallowwater.org. If you as a parent 
are needing support to know how to teach your kids to read the Bible, how to discipline or disciple them, how to help them come to know Christ. Julie would love to provide you that information. You know, if you've got youth, Josh would love to talk to you. Um, I'm always happy. And we didn't mention that this is not Brad that's talking and leading (laughs) this podcast today, but this is Anna Jackson. I'm getting a sub for Brad today. Um, But any of us on the ministerial staff would just love to help you as you are raising your kids, because certainly they are the most important thing. You know, Jesus himself said, let those little children come to me. And so we want to support you as you are raising your families and, and um, help you grow from birth through life. Mm-hmm. Every stage we have programs and things in place for you. So Julie, any other amazing words of wisdom that you'd like to share before we wrap up today? No, I think that's it. <laughs> so. yeah, it wasn't too bad, was it? And no. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that people listening are, are touched. And, and again, we just say thank you. Y'all, 20, almost 20 years. When's your anniversary? It's like in January. January. The next year, yeah. yeah. Y'all, <laughs> anybody that can stay 20 years in any job, much less a ministry job, I think that's, that's a huge accomplishment. So thank you to uh, you for all that you have done through that. And we are just excited that we got to hear your story today. So thanks for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing (laughs) with us and y'all be sure and join us next week when we have our next release of the first things first podcast. And hopefully pastor Brad will be back there to lead that. If you haven't checked out other podcasts, we always invite you to subscribe and follow and be sure to listen to those as they are released each week. So thank you, and until next time, sayonara. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.